if I upload this, are people going to watch this? Are people going to see this thing that I, you know, put my heart, soul, and my, my balls into? I didn't go to film school. I literally just picked up, started with iMovie and then Final Cut and eventually Premiere and, you know, just through making my own stuff. Like, yeah, like, because I was able to get a, a job doing it. It's highly likely that, like, the thing that you really want to make is not the thing that a lot of people value. <laughs> like uh, Justin Timberlake's financial advisor was like, do you want to invest in the Hindenburg or MySpace? Those are your options. Kevin, how do we transition from this into retro gaming? I don't want to. Is that, I don't is that want possible? To. Let's stay here. Let's stay here forever. Let's never transition again. I've never had one of my songs in, in that kind of format where it's read like very Ben Shapiro, uh, wet-ass P-word <laughs> style. So I definitely appreciate that. Hey, welcome to the Create Unknown, where we talk about making something and meaning something. I am Kevin Lieber. With me, as always, is Matthew Tabor, who's going to crack open a can of worms. I don't know what species, but some style of worm all about our guest. <laughs> Yeah, this is oh. this is a worm episode, I suppose. Um, yeah, dope. <laughs> am I, am I is, the worm? You're the worm. You're inside oh, the can. Okay. You've been in that can uh, since al- almost two years now. Why it's taken so long to get you on here is is one of life's mysteries. But it, it really has taken forever, and and we've had you on a list and heavily requested for a long time. Everybody wants the oh. doplex. Now they have the oh, doplex. That makes that makes um, me feel so special. <laughs> yeah, well, the intro to Doplex is as follows. He's really one of, if not the most talented YouTuber you may not have heard of. Uh, Doplex uh, on his YouTube channel has a really distinct retro aesthetic uh, with a really smooth flow on the content and irreverent humor, which maybe sometimes doesn't play well with the algorithm, who knows, uh, and makes videos about things like uh, 1980s sex education videos or Belle Delphine or old video games or uh, there's a fetish wrestling one in there, if I remember right. Oh, that's a deep cut, yeah. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) uh, the latest that's kind of a a choose-your-own-adventure style video really brought something unique to the platform. Uh, and recently started working on Rooster Teeth's Inside Gaming uh, with hosting videos like uh, detailed examination of sound in video games. That's a that's a pretty good 10 minute video, especially or even for somebody like me who doesn't play as as many video games at all. It's really interesting stuff. He's got a co-host named Naked Man. If you're watching live right now, Naked Man is on my shirt. Well, he makes excellent music too. Doplex does, oh, and and we'll actually examine some of that a little bit later. Um, but the the really cool thing is that Doplex is kind of the YouTuber's YouTuber, and the veteran YouTubers, huge ones, absolutely love his stuff. And the hype for a new Doplex video in group chats in DMs right before it's coming out is probably rivaled only by a new nerd city drop. Uh, everybody talks about it. Everybody's excited about it. So we'll probably go more into this a bit later, but let's start it off with Doplex. It's 2020. Wow. Why don't you have 1 million subscribers on YouTube <laughs> when everybody loves you? 
Well, I mean, first off, I want to say thank you for that. Uh, really, uh, really sweet intro. Thank you, Matt. Though it's uh, a lot of kind words, a lot of a lot of very sweet words, making me feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> um, why don't I have a million subs, man? I, uh, <laughs> well, for one, I'm not very consistent. Obviously, you know, I'm just uh, right right off the bat. You know, I I could uh, I, I could go on blaming the algorithm, which is probably uh, part of the reason. But I mean, for the most part, you know, I just. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to get something out there, man. Um, but I feel like, uh, I feel like eventually I'll, I'll, you know, make the time to actually <laughs> create stuff, uh, and not have my videos be so few and far between. Um, but yeah, I don't the respect know, really, the level of respect really is tremendous though. Um, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, just making that up when I say that people get truly excited when you pop a thing up on Twitter uh, that shows a little detail about what's, uh, what you're working on. You're really good at, about doing that on the Patreon as well. So that mm. those people know roughly what's coming, but yeah, the hype builds, the hype builds. And it's, it's kind of funny to see so many other people try to build hype for their projects. And, and like, everybody just scrolls through Twitter. Like nobody, mm. <laughs> it's like, it's like, cool. Why don't you let me know when you actually drop the video, you know, right. but the hype works for you. Why does it work for you? Uh, I mean, that could also play into the fact that I barely upload, you know, because uh, I mean, for the longest time, obviously, you know, like people like JonTron, uh, it's kind of always been my biggest influences. And I like how he can just like disappear for a bit and then come back and everybody's like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, shit, if, if my if my uh, hype does even a fraction of that, like I'm happy, you know, <laughs> Um but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I guess again, just, I barely upload. So it's like, Hey, here's something. Here, here's a, here's a little, a uh, little bit of catnip for you kitties. Is that, is that a weird, a weird thing to say? Is that a weird, did I just no, say I that? like that. <laughs> okay, cool. Why is it that you barely upload though? What are you, what are you up to? What are you up to not uploading all the time? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, over I, there? uh, well, like uh, Matt said, I, I recently started, not recently, been there for a while. I started at uh, Rooster Teeth Inside Gaming um, as an editor slash producer. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Producer, right? You know, that that term. Uh, so that takes up a lot of my time uh, and energy, especially since we do daily uploads. Um, so editing, you know, for a gaming news channel, and it's not just like gaming news, like, you know, there's like actual edits um, that go into it to make it at least, you know, somewhat digestible and entertaining um so i feel like ever since i've really invested myself in that it's a lot harder after doing like a week of daily uploads to go and then like write a script or try to work on something for myself uh, it's just hard to balance both things especially when i get in my own head all the time where it's like man my, my last thing like took me so long to make and you know do i really want to start on this next project which i don't even know if maybe like a week into it i might not even want to do it anymore so it's just like it's a weird mental game that i play with myself that i, I feel like it's something i really need to to get over you know um but yeah it's just a lack of time and uh just my own my own crippling self-doubt <laughs> well, now long? inside gaming is daily right it's pretty high volume yeah yeah it's uh, every, every single day um so it's you know they, they film at 9 a.m. Uh, if I'm on the dailies, I'll get the footage at about 10 or 11. And then I have like four or five hours to just really 
cut this thing down into like a digestible 10 minute video. Um, wow. And it, it sounds kind of easy, but like, you know, just the, since we're all working remote, it's a lot harder now since we're not actually working at the office. Um, so actually getting the footage to me, it's just like a big time sink that just, after I'm done with it, like I'm so mentally drained. The thing that I notice about your videos and, and what I think obviously is an influence from John Tron, but, but one of the reasons I think that people do look forward to your videos um, so much who, who know about you is just the, the range that you'll find. You really don't know what to expect when you upload a video, there are going to be, there's going to be commentary elements. There's going to be skits. There may be a puppet. There may be a collab. <laughs> there may be um, a right. song. It's so all over the map that I do think that, that, um, unexpected element is part of that hype, but it also leads into what you were saying earlier about these being like projects and taking so long. So have you ever sat mm. down and calculated like how many hours it takes you to make one of these Doplex videos? Um, I have briefly, uh, <clears throat> so like typically with like writing a script, right? Cause all my stuff is scripted. That is always like the biggest hurdle for me because I have this weird thing where like I want to get the script done in a day. Right. So like I don't want to like write part of it and then like, you know, the next day go back into it because I feel like if it's not one, if it doesn't flow all the same, then maybe like certain jokes won't land or, you know, uh, so that the, the script writing is about like an hour or something uh, if that um, and then like editing, it's typically like a week. Uh, but. The thing is, with the editing, I stay up until like 6 a.m. every single day editing. So, I mean, it's definitely probably like each video is, I'd say, maybe about 30 hours of just going and just chiseling away at this this thing until it's done. Um, it's weird because like once it's done and it's uploaded, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm happy with this thing. But then, you know, once I get like the public reception that people like it, that typically changes my mind on it. But. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a while. And again, that, that's just the thing why it's so daunting to work on this. And especially as a small channel. And, you know, I've been doing this for so long. It's like at some point, I'm just like, if I upload this, are people going to watch this? Are people going to see this thing that I, you know, put my heart, soul and my, my balls into? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a, it's, it's, a, it's a constant uphill battle for sure. Have you considered like paring back some of the amount of work that you put into a video and trying to release content that's less complex to create? Yeah, actually, uh, I was just having this conversation last night uh, with uh, kudos, uh, many kudos. Uh, I don't know if you guys um Tabor, I know you do. Um, yeah, we were talking about it. Uh, and pr pretty much I, I had this whole idea of like doing more of like kind of like an episodic thing where I can just like maybe shrink these videos down to like shorter form and then just have them release more frequently, like once a week or something. Um, I'm actually thinking about doing a video on like different food mascots, right? So like each episode will be centered around a different mascot and then like kind of do like a deep dive on it, maybe go to like these places where I don't know, the, like if, if I'm doing a video on like Ronald McDonald, probably go to like a McDonald's and just, uh, <laughs> go into the McDonald's and try to find Ronald McDonald. And it's, it's a lot of ideas just bounce around in my head of how I can make shorter form content that people might want to watch. Um, and something that that's less, uh, mentally tasking, taxing, tasking, taxing. And is that hard to do given the, the style and, and complexity of your approach on that stuff? Because it's, you know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, it's like 
hey, hey, Beethoven, can you pump out a three minute pop single? Like, yeah, you're talented, <laughs> but but can you compress it to that degree? I mean, is there any element of feeling like you're losing the doplexness of of shifting the content that way? Oh, 100 percent. But I think it's uh, I feel like I'm still at. I'm still at a decent size to where I can kind of play around with the formula a little bit and like find like a good medium that makes me happy and like makes the viewers happy. Um, Cause you know, like I feel like if people do come to my channel for a specific thing, uh, right. And I mean, my channel is already a pretty mixed bag to begin with. So I think I'm still at a good place to where I can kind of, you know, dick around with it and see what works best. Uh, but I mean, for me, you know, I, I do want to make sure I'm doing things that, that don't get stale after a while. Because I feel like I have been doing the same thing for a long time. Um, granted, I have been changing it up. I mean, the choose your own adventure video is like something I've been wanting to do for so long. And then like spending two months on that and finally getting it done. Like, because my whole thing was like, if I can take on such a big project, then smaller projects will be like nothing. It'll be like super easy. But then now I'm like, man, a smaller project is kind of hard because like, how do I do it and still make it good? One thing that really interests me, and I, I love your perspective on it, is how, you know, you made these um, great videos that um, a lot of YouTubers like, like the type of people who also make videos appreciate the work and the effort and the talent that you have to put into them. And they haven't necessarily blown up, but it has led you to get a, a gig make, making yeah. videos, right? So, um that obviously is a path that I think our listeners can learn from that, you know, just because you aren't the size of John Tron, people will still notice your, your grind, your effort, your talent, et cetera, and give you opportunities to make, make stuff for them. Because I mean, content creation is an ever expanding world and everybody's always looking for talented people to hire. Of course. Yeah, no, totally. Um, and then that's the thing, because like when it comes to like, you know, editing and all because like when I first started doing YouTube, like I had I didn't go to school for this. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't go to film school. I literally just picked up, started with iMovie and then Final Cut and then eventually Premiere. And, you know, just through making my own stuff like, yeah, like, like I was able to get a, a job doing it. So, I mean, that, to me, that that's a success. But obviously, you know, it's like. I'm doing something for somebody else when, you know, my whole thing was I, I want to build up my own stuff because, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love I love uh, making videos for Inside Gaming and Rooster Teeth. I think it's super fun. Um, it's a great gig. I'm super thankful for it. And just the fact that I'm able to do that. Um, but obviously, I, I would love to uh, kind of have like a sustainable thing, you know, just like making making my own stuff, making people giggle, making people scoff. Uh, that's that's the dream. <laughs> Honestly, if you can make people chortle and guffaw, you've, you've had a good day. Oh, dude, the, the guffaw that that's that's what I'm going for. If, if somebody guffaws <laughs> at one of my video videos, I will I will piss my pants in uh, excitement. <laughs> well, what you so, what uh, you've gone through with making a bunch of videos like that, transitioning to inside gaming for a lot of it. This reminds me of a path that. Uh, a very obscure YouTuber named Kevin Lieber of Vsauce 2 went down <laughs> back in the day. Oh. <laughs> it it right. seems really similar. And I hope that I hope that Kevin can talk about the similarities there and how that's worked out. Because I look at this and the same, uh, not exactly the same because it wasn't video, but it, it was writing. But the same kind of thing happened with me where I did my thing with writing and then eventually get a gig from it. 
And you've yeah. got to think about that in the calculus of what am I getting out of this video? You know, like mm -hmm. how, what kind what kind of money am I getting from a video? Like, because that's, that's relevant to me being able to live my life. Well, sometimes it's kind right. of deferred and it's setting you up to get money. And every time I, I do anything uh, at this point in a weird way, it's all that writing I did 10, 12 years ago, uh, making me money now. And I feel that way with Kevin where a bunch of, uh, videos from back in the day, uh, you know, he makes a living off those now through Vsauce too. Right. You're doing it with inside gaming. So if you guys can talk about that process, uh, not, not a whole lot of people have, have gone through it, but it's hugely viable. It's awesome. And I think that everybody should hear a bit about it. Yeah, that's, that, that's super true. It's a slow burn. I, I'd even think to, uh, to draw that parallel, uh, <laughs> to, to, to y'all. I mean, obviously you guys are super successful and you guys make amazing stuff, uh, both through, you know, TCU and Vsauce too. Well, how did yeah, that work I mean, out for you though, Kevin? It was, um, a slow burn is a good way to put it. Um, cause basically I had been doing just a series of creative projects for like nearly a decade before, you know, Vsauce came around. And um, it's so funny, you know, you think about you think about YouTube and, and how it just kind of like flattens everybody who's on it to to the audience's expectations that everyone who's on it is in the same moment in their life <laughs> when that's just seriously not the case. <laughs> Meaning like, you know, comparing me at, uh, you know, nearly 37 years old to uh, like John Swan, who's I think uh, just turned nine, nine years old recently. Um, <laughs> you know, we're at different points in our life, right? But we're like, when we right. both, when we both upload a video, what's the difference really? Like that age gap just disappears. Um, yeah. the, the, the reason I'm saying this is that I spent from the, from, you know, the moment I was, uh, John Swan's age until my late twenties making whatever project came into my head. Right. And then at some right. point, um, I, it was not that it wasn't, it, it wasn't really going, going anywhere in terms of a career. Like I was creatively fulfilled, but I hadn't made a dime. I mean, most, I was making YouTube videos before there was a YouTube partner program. Like literally <laughs> nobody made right. any money on YouTube when I was uploading <laughs> Uh, like every week. Um, and then when Vsauce, you know, when Michael asked me to start contributing to Vsauce when it was a video game comedy channel, uh, he offered me $100 to make a video. And I was Ooh. like, jackpot, <laughs> I made it. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe someone's going to give me 100 smackaroos uh, to like do a creative project. It was mind blowing. Um you know, because at that time I'm working in bars and I'm working in restaurants and I'm just making videos in my spare time. And just the concept that I could quit those jobs and just make videos full time, it, it almost didn't matter that I wasn't making stuff on my personal channel and I was making stuff for this other thing called Vsauce and then eventually Vsauce 2. Um, now, would I have been that excited about it if I hadn't already spent 10 years making like a thousand projects that I found personally fulfilling. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. I probably would have said, you know, um, forget about it. I'm going to do my own thing. But eventually yeah. at some point, like if you want to, um, 
like you said, like build a sustainable career or business or have it be your job, it's highly likely that like the thing that you really want to make is not the thing that a lot of people value. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Like I found that out. <laughs> like I'm saying this about myself. Like when I was making my Jerry Bloop videos, um, I would spend, you know, 40, 50 hours on one of those and um, I'd make zero dollars on it. And after like four years of that, it got pretty tiresome. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, I feel like for you, right? Because like Vsauce 2 is like, it's a brand, but it's it's you, right? Like, you know, because obviously I, I watch you and, you know, I know Vsauce 2 as Kevin Lieber. So I, I, I don't know, because I feel like with you, I mean, you know, when you were doing your own thing and then you kind of became Vsauce 2, it's still kind of your own thing, right? I mean, I'm assuming you like you come up with the stuff to make, right? Like it's all your like it's all your projects at the end of the day, right? Well, yeah, they're channeled through um, a, a format, though, which is like science, education, math, mm. you know, that sort of thing. It's right. channeled through like the um, the ed- education filter. And that's something that like I, I would not have. Funnel. I just wouldn't have come up with that on my own. I, You know, we weren't Michael and I weren't even doing that for a while in the beginning. Vsauce was video game comedy. Um, and then it became just kind of like best of the web stuff with shows like loot and mind blow. Um, and then eventually, you know, Michael started doing those educational videos and all of Vsauce turned into education, but that, that Mm. in and of itself was an evolution. So I would just say for the, you know, people listening who are maybe at like the beginning end or the beginning end, the beginning of this journey is uh, it's also like Matt said, you know, j- you don't really know where it's going to lead and having an open mind about that is just really, really important, I think. Of course. Yeah, it's, so it's definitely good because, the... I mean. Oh, oh, sorry, go on. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it was a quick point. Um, also, too, like even regarding, you know, like just what you create in the present day. Um, and even if it doesn't give you like a fruitful career down the road. That video might pop off in a couple of years. I, I got I got a video about uh, the Queen of England being a cannibal. In <laughs> that video, man, I I made that forever ago just as a joke, and like people still watch that video. Just random uh, in like a, a lot of conspiracy theory people. Um, so you know, d- n- don't lose hope, whether it be with a current project or a future project. Uh, don't don't lose hope. Keep that hope alive. Keep that dream alive. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Going well, speaking of, of some of the <laughs> <clears throat> some of the uh, non-standard content that you've had, uh, one thing that was really cool was the video you made where the script was written by AI. How oh. did that play out? Uh, God, that was I think that was a while ago. <laughs> it's it's funny because like with a lot of well, these, these while, things yeah. I make, yeah, with a lot of these things I make, I just like I'll make it, you know, be put on paper, I'll record it, I'll edit it, I'll send it out into the the ether. And then I'll just like forget about it. Um, I think with that one, it was just like uh, I think I just I punched in like a bunch of information into this like website that essentially just creates a script for you. And <laughs> that was like one of the one of the hardest and stupidest things I've ever made. <laughs> just like <laughs> with a lot of the things it was asking me for. Right. Like, you know, Tom Cruise throws feces on old women. So just like having to figure out how I'm going to 
superimpose old ladies in my bathtub while a floating Tom Cruise head throws shit at them. <laughs> this is a lot of uh, it's a lot of like figuring out <laughs> how, how to how to properly do that. Um, I, I love that video though. I I like any opportunity where I get to dress up as Mariah Carey. <laughs> well, I suppose you could any day you wanted to. Yeah, I, I guess I could. I guess I could. <laughs> is that a is that a Patreon only reward? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, if you throw me fifty cents, I'll send you a personalized video of me uh, singing <laughs> "We Belong Together" in, in full glam. <laughs> so so now that we have the exact price on your dignity, is there really anything more to talk about today? <laughs> I guess not. No, that, that's uh, that's really all I came here for, just to to shill that to advertise my uh, my new Patreon um, tier. <laughs> So get at it. <laughs> you've got a bunch of different series, though, that that you've uh, put videos into, like uh, Internet Oddities, uh, where yes. it's uh, the Internet is a weird place, but it's our place. Is that uh, the mantra there? Uh, that is that is the, the mantra. Words to live by. Where does that, that come that... from? Like with all of the things, I mean, Internet Oddities is like half the Internet. How do you right. approach yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's like choosing a needle in a stack of needles. How do you do this? Right. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you know, that, that, that series is, is like my, that, that, that's like my, uh, my, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like a good analogy. That That's like the main series of my channel, right? That's like what I make when I don't know what else to make. That's, that's the thing that I do. Right. Um, I don't know, man, the, the internet itself is just fucking weird and there's just a lot <laughs> of things that are on the internet that it's just it's so easy to make content from you know it's it's, it's a little little regurgitated obviously because you can just go watch the original thing but it's nice to have a little bit of a commentary maybe you know get, have a whole video based around a certain thing of this super niche culture on the dark dingy dank corner of the internet um I don't know. It's 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 fun. Uh, I hate the internet, but I also love it because of that. Uh, because of things like fetish wrestling. I didn't know that was a thing, but now I do. I don't know what I'm <laughs> going to do with that information, but that's in my brain now. It's uh, locked away in my hippocampus. What what is what is? I haven't seen this video. What is fetish wrestling? What does that oh. entail? <laughs> uh, so essentially, it's uh, dudes who pay very strong women. To dominate them um, in like wrestling format, uh, you know, they just lay out a mat. A bunch of uh, older men will kind of just gather around and they'll just take turns wrestling this uh, this buff woman um, <laughs> and they get off to it and they, they pay her and they go on about their day. It's uh, it, some, you know, but people are into weird shit and uh, wrestling buff ladies is, is one of them. Evidently. Do they try to win? Do the men try to beat the buff lady or do they want to lose to the buff lady? Uh, I think they want to lose. I think they want to lose to the buff lady. I think that that's that's how they, uh, you know, how they get off. <laughs> but but do they, though? So I mean, they have been trying to pretend that he doesn't know how this works. <laughs> right. I, I know. It's all, Even it's though I have a, a subscription. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. a, a membership at my local uh, fetish wrestling gym. That I go like to. That's that's how I me <laughs> asking you how to upload a YouTube video. So what is this YouTube thing? How do you upload it? No. <laughs> um, 
you say that they, you know, are, are into this, uh, they, they get off on it, as you say, that like, do right. they, does that happen there? Or like, do they think about it later? And then it's like, I, I, I don't understand the logistics here. Uh, yeah. Please neither tell do me. I. I mean, it's, it's, uh, God, it's pretty much, you know, these very strong ladies who just run their own business. Like, Hey, come through. I'll, I'll wrestle you for an hour until we're all both sweaty. And, and the, <laughs> the people who do it are obviously like, you know, the, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to diss them, but, uh, they're, they're definitely, you know, not, uh, not, not the, the, the happiest of individuals. Uh, but you know, that's, that's their kink. You know, I can't, I can't knock their kink because I haven't tried it. So uh, if anybody wants to try some fetish wrestling, you can email me at doplextv at gmail.com and we'll make uh, <laughs> And what we'll is the cost for one hour of wrestling with Doplex? 50 cents. That's, uh, I, I got a flat rate so, for everything, man. That's cheap. No matter what. No matter what <laughs> yeah. you do, it's, it's just going to be 50 cents. Can, can you call it by bits, though? Can you say it's four oh, bits? Sure. So it's sure. like got yeah. this old timey feel like everything in this store is only four bits. Yeah. <laughs> or Bitcoin. I can uh, charge Bitcoin. Ooh. Well, that's the thing is like you hope somebody misunderstands and accidentally sends you for Bitcoin. Right. <laughs> what was it? I just let it sit. And... A penny? What was that? What was an uh, actual two bit? Bits, two bits is a quarter. Yeah. Oh. And I actually heard it one time. I, I heard it in the wild. I was at, uh, in 2011, I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was playing poker at, a casino in Las Vegas that I knew Jose Canseco uh, uh, played poker at. And <laughs> yeah, you tell me about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was right around the time when he like ripped off his thumb or something. And he was like, he he was oh, there geez. the night before Wait, and off like bleeding thumb? out of his, like something Why? happened like with his thumb himself? where it like, got like torn off. Yeah. I forget what the accident was. Um, oh. But yeah, he, he you know, was like occurrence. playing poker at a really low level hanging out with people. But on, on Sundays they had a hot dog promotion and it was 75 cents for a hot dog. And you can imagine, you know, the line for the 75 cent hot dogs. And this old guy in front of me yells to somebody young, you know, way behind, get over here. These hot dogs is six bits. The hot dogs is only six bits. And, and, I, and it was amazing because I was like, He's not trying to be funny. He's truly putting it in bits. And this is probably the last time in my life I will ever hear somebody use bits unironically. Like, it, it was amazing. It was such a cool moment. So j just just so I understand, because, I mean, well, for one, I'm not 100% sure what a bit is outside of Twitch. Um, and two, did it's he... A, did the, two bits, four did bits, this person... eight bits a dollar, or six bits a dollar. That was the, the saying that my parents used was oh. two bits, four bits, six bits, a dollar. So you could remember because they, they did okay. put things in, in bits back in the day. I've never heard that before. So that this person just knew like the conversion rate uh, off top. Yeah, that, that does seem yeah, a lot more yeah. complicated. So how yeah. much is, how many, bits is bits? Um, how many bits is five bucks? How many bits is five bucks? 40. 40, 40 bits. bits. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to start doing all my finances and bits from now on, just, just to make it real confusing. You know, I, when I do my taxes, Pay I want to ask for my refund of bits. <laughs> yeah, in bits. <laughs> I like that. That's that's really oh. interesting. Man, so you, you, guys, you guys are a fountain <laughs> yeah. of knowledge. You guys, you guys are a fountain of... Sorry to go on that, that of, rant, but... <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I feel that's like That's probably my last out. time to to speak on bits naturally in a conversation right. like when am i going to get that opportunity again i had to take it just like the hot dog man <laughs> yeah maybe they have conventions 
like Bitcoin. <laughs> People just go. They don't do anything but just buy stuff and bits. You know, they, they have like different souvenirs, like trinkets, bracelets. You just buy them in bits. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Dua Lipa. You know, when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to, then I hear my songs in a different perspective. Cardi B. I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like don't ever think it's because you did something wrong. Harry Styles. I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it. You know these artists for their songs, videos, and epic performances. But they have so many stories beyond their fame. That's what we're here to share with you on the Spot Podcast. We sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before. Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And find out who's spouting off next, wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) So you've got the internet oddities. You've got internet odysseys as well. Yeah. Uh, Odysseys is more of a... A look back at like a lot of uh, a lot of time I spent on the internet as as a child. Um, you know, I did the MySpace, I did the Newgrounds. Um, it's just more of like an overarching. Those are a little bit more video essay. E. Um, those are pretty fun. I need to do another one of those. Those are cool. Is MySpace still usable? Can you go there? Can you still have your MySpace? Space? Yeah. Y- yeah, but I think it's more for. I think it's more for like music now. I think it's like, I want to say like Justin Timberlake bought MySpace or something. And now it's like, or I seems I, like he a good had investment. It. He owned it at one point. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> good job on that one. Yeah. It's like little, generic uh, entertainment little. news. Uh, they're billing it as the best in music and culture all in one place. Like there's right. an article about flea, uh, of Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Maisie Williams from Game of, Th- Game of Thrones, and Fr- uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot. So yeah, it's like really generic entertainment yeah, at this point. It's pretty much like a BuzzFeed or like a Vice. It's yeah. it's very much. It's not at all what it used to be. Not not in the glory days of MySpace. It's like uh, Justin Timberlake's financial advisor was like, do you want to invest in the Hindenburg or MySpace? Those are your <laughs> yeah. options. He's like, all right. Hey, you feel like wasting some money? <laughs> Hindenburg's in flames. Um, hey, JT, I see that. Uh, uh, bathwater. Got a couple of Bill in a hole. Oh, bathwater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like uh, when just you, in when general. S- yeah. Yeah. And you selling yours. No, I want to talk about bathwater. Yeah. And your video on Bell okay. Delphine trolling us all. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, Bill. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was, I think I, I think I released that video like after she did the whole bathwater stunt. Um, I, I think, I think I personally think Belle Delphine is kind of cool. I, I think, I think she's a, she's a cool figure on the internet. Uh, only because, only because what she does is not just like, Hey, here's, here's my boobs. Send me five bits. Right. It's, it's more <laughs> of, you know, it's, it's more of like an artistic, uh, expression where she's, you know, I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. <laughs> she sold bathwater. Um, and, uh, there was a rumor going around that people got herpes from it. That was pretty cool. But I want, I don't want you to just, you know, uh, feel like you're making this up. I want to hear your theory here because <laughs> your theory is that oh. she is trolling us all. So is she mm. real or is this all like the most elaborate Andy Kaufman a- act of all time? Mm. I would, uh, I would definitely say the latter. I definitely think she's a modern day Andy Kaufman. She's I I 100% think she's just she's been trolling the Internet um, and she does a damn good job of it. I mean, all the way from her creating a Pornhub account, getting a bunch of a bunch of lonely, lonely boys to go like a post. So that way she created a Pornhub account and then just uploaded videos that were not porn. I think that's a fantastic troll. Kudos to her. Um, Yeah, I I honestly think she's the, the greatest troll of our generation, honestly. And she's making money from it. She's making fucking bank from it. It's amazing. It's so cool. A lot of money. Yeah, the numbers money. are pretty nuts. Um, even when when she took a bunch of time off, she was still raking it in and came back and and did quite well. Uh, but yeah. speaking of that video, I do want to shout to Internet Unwind, who's in the chat right now. Mm. He was uh, the king. He was in that video. Yeah. Yes, he, he was. was in there selling the bathwater. <laughs> Uh, yeah. selling Doplex bathwater. And, and the thing he held up, the jar, it, uh, I described it as a, as red brown filth. It, <laughs> it wasn't bad. I mean, I don't know what you would get from touching, let alone drinking that bathwater. Um, right. but it, I think it would have been quite a bit worse than, than the herpes that Belle Delphine was accused of spreading oh, sure. in the chat. He says it's, it was called an infected whitehead shot, an alcoholic beverage for degenerates. It certainly Uh-oh. looked like some drained pustules. It was horrible, <laughs> yeah. but it was an awesome segment in that video. Yeah, it's so funny. I, I, I love collabing with that dude. He always makes my stuff so much better. Internet Unwind is a legend. He um, played yeah, a, that, a that, QVC that was so host. Criminally undersold YouTuber. Yeah. That whole gag of him, you know, selling like gamer urine and gamer underwear and gamer scrapings of grease from a gamer <laughs> controller, um, a rolling subscription of like nastiness. But but that humor comes from a real place. I mean, it comes from the fact that, um, you know, if we didn't sum it up previously uh, well enough, this girl, Belle Daphine, literally sold, well, sold her purportedly used bathwater and and it sold out right and, and people bought it and and people drink my it. question is what what is the logical conclusion to that like are we going to is this the future are we going to end up in this <laughs> dystopian society where people are like selling nail clippings to each other and hair which i don't even know if it <laughs> is any of this this is like a, a second question maybe matt knows the answer to this are, is that type of thing even legal what? What is the well, legality of selling like your pee? It can't be. That must be <laughs> illegal, right? Well, isn't it in Japan they have like vending well, machines that yeah. sell like used underwear? Isn't that a thing? Yes. 
I mean, supposedly. <laughs> Did you see any in Tokyo? <laughs> Did you see anything like that, Kevin? Because I, I didn't, but I wasn't in a place to, to see it, really. No, no. But I also wasn't in a place to see it. You know, the only uh, place other than uh, the uh, area in Tokyo that w we were in, which was uh, very uh, sparse and bland, I went to was Akihabara, which is um, where all the, like, the gaming stuff is. There are vending machines uh, absolutely everywhere uh, in, that I saw in Japan, but it was mostly uh, just drinks. Um, but no uh, use and, uh, those little those little toys gotcha mm. the little gotcha toys but yeah that's like a legend in japan is that they sell stuff like that in vending machines yeah. but you yeah. know your video had me thinking is this the beginning of a thing you know even even insofar as um like the rise of only fans being a thing and simps being a thing mm. that's all extremely culture. new yeah, I mean, so in the case of the bathwater, I remember before Belle Delphine actually did that, uh, she it was it was a meme on the internet. Like I remember um because she she essentially took that meme and brought it to life. Cause there were a lot of people like saying, like, oh, let me oh damn, damn shoddy, let me drink your bathwater. You know, there was that was always like the meme and like gamer girl bathwater. And she actually did it. <laughs> like uh she actually did this thing. Um I haven't seen anyone else do anything like that. Uh, like my my guess is I could definitely see us heading towards some dystopian future where it's more easily accessible. So you got like girls on Twitch, right, that a lot of people donate their life savings to and expect something in return. And eventually those incels are going to revolt because they want something in return. And what is something that is easily resourced? It regrows. And you can infinitely supply your fans with it. Any guesses? Regrows? Are your hair? Regrows. Yeah, hair, toenails, fingernails. I think I think sure. that's where we're heading. <laughs> I think eventually, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna get the very uh the very desperate um transactions that that happen on the internet for just just a little semblance of just <laughs> feeling feeling someone you want to feel. Um it's disgusting. Oh, that's <laughs> such a weird way to put it. That's so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. talking about watching a Twitch stream you like and just think, I want to feel that streamer. I was watching yeah. Kevin play pool on Carson's eight ball tournament today, which he won, by the way. Congratulations on oh, congratulations. advancing to the Sweet 16. Yes, nice. thank you very much. Yeah. My and dream of owning a horse named Carson is alive. <laughs> what did you say, Toplex? <laughs> I said, uh, Matt, were you, were you thinking about how bad you wanted to feel him while he was, while he was doing the eight <laughs> yeah, ball? Yeah, I saw, I saw Carson there. And I thought, well, which one of Carson's regenerative body parts do I want to rub against my cheeks right now? His and tears. It would, yeah. his, his, his tears. Carson's tears. He could sell those for a lot. That, those are he could. famous. Yeah, he really yeah. legendary tears. He could. Yeah. And, and, and that, that actually brings up a good point. It's it's not even uh, it's not even limited to a specific gender. Right. Like, you know, guys could do it, too. You know. Carson could sell his that, tears. Yeah. I could sell my that piss. Is a it's a really good idea. Market. Carson selling his tears. People would buy that. Just monetizing, yeah. monetizing his pain. I love it. <laughs> it's so crass, just, but it's so genius too. He would just have to constantly go through so much mental anguish to, to supply the demand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine everything's those... <laughs> going well for you and you're all angry about it because yeah. uh, it's just so hard to produce tears for your customers, for your simps. <laughs> 
Oh. I was going to say he was hiring one of those fetish wrestlers to just pummel tears out of him. <laughs> just beat the full shit out time. of him. <laughs> just collecting one of those, in an uh, eyedropper. Or one of those like dominatrixes <laughs> that, that they're, they don't touch you. They just insult you until you cry. <laughs> like the people just like being humiliated. Is that a thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, totally. I mean, I, I guess I, I would guess it is. <laughs> Matt, did you ever determine whether so, or not any of this <laughs> stuff is legally uh, ambiguous? Um, so uh, Internet Unwind had a theory in the chat that that um, I think he was talking about Japan specifically, that he thinks that uh, things were only illegal if you do transactions like in a, a park or near a school or some public kind of place. I was mm. thinking about it, though, and and you do run into problems with with the internet and interstate. I mean, as soon as you sell something across state lines, you're in a different category anyway. It can be mm. anything. You know, you can sell books and um, it, it's a different category then. Like, so for example, in New York State uh, with food production, if you wanted to say smoke meat and sell it, make beef jerky and sell it, mm. you can do that without a whole lot of hassle. Uh, but you have to do it in person, like farmer's markets, deliver to stores, they can sell it. You can't just put up a website and sell that. Uh, even if, um, even if you're, you're shipping, uh, to other people within the state. So like, no matter what it's going to be, I mean, you can sell tiers, you can do whatever. Uh, that's a little different, but then you get this murky issue of what constitutes, a merchandise as a sale. And this is actually a Patreon mm. thing that, that came to be months ago where physical rewards became taxable because they were considered sold goods, even though they're not oh. a sale. You know, it's not something you buy. It's a direct result of a financial contribution. Whereas just saying, here's 20 bucks because I like what you do, no tax there, but here's 20 bucks. I like what you do. And you say, thank you. Here's a mug to cry into all of a sudden the, that mug cost is, is taxable. So, so yeah, like I started thinking about this and no matter how you play it, it would be very delicate. Uh, so you could so potentially do it, it as a Patreon reward, but yeah, you could definitely do that. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any restriction on the actual fluid there. Um, mm. and it'd be more fresh if you like, instead of like, you know, pissing or spitting or crying into a jar, you could actually go to the place where the recipient lives and just give it to them there. You know, like, oh, you got a, you got a spare mason jar? Let me, <laughs> let me spit in it real quick. Yeah. And that way it's fresh. You know, it's like it going to a, a Benihana where they make the food in front yeah, of you. You could just exactly. cry for them. <laughs> yeah. You can make an onion volcano and drop your tears straight down the middle on a hot grill. Watch it sizzle. How? <laughs> Kevin, how do we transition from this into retro gaming? I don't want to. That, I don't want possible? to. Let's stay here. Let's stay here forever. Let's never transition again. How how was like how was she able to sell her bathwater then? Was it was was there like a a thing on the label that said like for um like uh, fictional purposes you know only like not real bathwater for entertainment only? Was that a th is that I think yeah. Didn't she have to say it was like fake or something? Like it wasn't real bathwater, it was just tap I think water. So. I think there was like something but along those lines. I mean, people lines. buy memorabilia of all kinds. Like, yeah. you know, people have sold things like a strand of, of a famous person's hair, you know? Right. Like, I, I remember 
I, I forget which president, but we're talking a classic like Washington or Lincoln level uh, where there's a hair that somebody found in a book or a diary, something like that, that they used to own. And it was p- very plausible that it was that person's. And so, oh. you know, that sold and it wasn't a biohazard, you know, so maybe there's a, <laughs> a class of goods that do constitute problems. Biohazard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas like a fingernail clipping is not going to be hazardous, whereas a Ziploc bag of frozen feces might be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe we should have moved on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I want to I, I I stay on the feces a little you. while longer. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, now we're entering my territory. <laughs> I was just thinking how absurd it is to talk about uh, mailing like saliva in the coronavirus era. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, you're like literally a biohazard. Like, it couldn't be more dangerous right now to do this. Can, can you imagine for a second, right? Like, imagine... Right now, somebody who has coronavirus or COVID or however you want to say it, somebody who has the infection or the virus spits in a jar. So that way that that virus is in the jar. I don't know how long it lives. And then 20 years from now, when we all look back on this time, we're all in quarantine. And then you have a jar, a jar of coronavirus. You know, could you sell that? I mean, at that point, it's a biohazard, right? Because if you open it, then you unleash a whole new wave. I'm just I'm thinking off the top of my head, just like business decisions and what people would buy, because I'm sure there is some sick people out there that would definitely buy a jar of covid business decisions slash like biochemical <laughs> terrorist decisions. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You sound like probably, a Mission probably Impossible a villain. <laughs> We're going to save this jar of covid for the next 20 years. And when everyone is at their most vulnerable, <laughs> covid two electric boogaloo. We joke about this, but we did send, we sent potentially poisonous medicine to our patrons oh my uh, God. some time ago. <laughs> What'd you guys send? SARS? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we got these little boxes of medicine that were uh, about a hundred years old. Uh, ben, oh. who works on the show, uh, he, he and I were at a flea market and saw them and, and we're like, oh, this is a really cool little package, whatever. We bought them and then you know, later on looked at the ingredients and they had uh, nightshade in them, which, mm. yeah, you, you don't really want to ingest a lot of nightshade. Um, what is, what is so nightshade? Is this... It sounds dangerous with a name yeah, like nightshade. Belladonna. <laughs> Belladonna oh. is, is also a popular name for it. Yeah. Belladonna. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in smaller bits, you can hack it. And I guess as a useful or it did have a useful medicinal function, but in mm. larger doses, it's, it's going to go very poorly for you. Uh, oh. Dojangles says muscle relaxer, Soma. Oh, um, Dojangles is, uh, she's, yeah. uh, the, the medicine she's queen. She's got the credibility on this issue. Yeah, she does. So That's I right. believe her. That's right. I, I will, I will believe her. I'll yeah. trust her with my life. If she tells me to take a Soma, I will take a Soma. It sounds like I mean, something you'd collect in Skyrim or The Witcher 3 to, like, poison <laughs> some sort of goblin. The nightshade. Yeah. Collect Traveling. nine nightshade. Yeah, I wondered if that would get through customs. You know, if, if like, in a scan, that would be caught as, as a, suspicious, a suspicious thing. But every right. package went through domestically, as it should have. We weren't violating mm-hmm. anything. Um, internationally, it went through fine. And uh, James from the Baby Gang, I uh, met up with him in Brisbane. And, and yeah, we, we actually... Um, we had a few beers and took the hundred year old medicine to see what would happen. And we lived. (laughs) 
that, that's that's one Sounds hell of a That's night. what we do for our babies. That's <laughs> what we do for our patrons is we provide these experiences that you truly cannot get anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Right. Medicinal yeah. Russian roulette. Let's let's drink this and see if we die. <laughs> yeah. I like Pick the Kool-Aid so you can ascend to the UFOs. <laughs> yeah. And Boromir is posting the video of us doing it into the episode chat right now. So this oh, one's an beautiful. exclusive little clip for the patrons uh, so they can see. Awesome. Um, but yeah, we, we, <laughs> we do, <laughs> we, uh, we do have to transition to from, oh, now we've got it. We can go from retro medicine to retro gaming. Oh, one and the same. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. I dig it. All right. Uh, so you like the old stuff in, I do like the old stuff. In a stuff. way that like you're in a weird position age wise because you're not mm. 12, but you're not right. 50 either. Right. Uh, so, yes. So where does your retro period begin, given kind of your life's timeline? Uh, well, as a man who is in his now late 20s, uh, birthday was a couple days ago, um, I am, thank you, uh, very much a 90s kid. Uh, so that's that's definitely where my, uh, um, a thank you, kudos, kudos in the chat. Uh, wish me a HBD. Thank you. Thank you all. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like the old stuff. Uh, as you can see behind me, I got a nice little setup of uh, my old collection. Um, I'm actually in the process of building an arcade cabinet right now, and it's the most taxing and annoying thing. Um, but that's been fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Why I, did I, you I, decide I to do that? Because there is a, a game that I'm not very good at, but I always I loved as a kid. Um, so much so that like th from the soundtrack, I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Um, I have the CD version framed on my wall. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have a very weird obsession with the soundtrack of this game to the point where I said, you know, I'm just going to build the arcade cabinet because I want it so bad. And uh, I, you know, I have some extra time on my hands, uh, during quarantine. So why not? Uh, so that, that'll, that'll probably take a while. Wait, what game is it? Uh, it's Killer Instinct. The, uh, the first one. Oh. Big fan. I love Killer Instinct. The, the soundtrack is everything. What is that it's game about? A, I'm not. I'm not familiar there. Uh, it's just a fighting game. It's a 3D fighting game. Um, it's it's awesome. That, honestly, I I absolutely suck at that game. Like I've never been good at that game. It's not even a game that like I inherently like to play. I just like to listen to and I just like to look at it. It's just like in a, from an aesthetic standpoint. It's just it's very nice. Is that weird? Is the soundtrack on Spotify? And that I think so. I think so. And that qualifies as as retro because it, actually Kevin and I were talking about this maybe a week ago about what retro games are. And Chinchilla just brought it up in the chat. When does something begin mm. to be a retro game at this point? Well, and the do Wii those, is considered does retro that, now. Uh, line change? Is it really? Yeah. Wii? The Wii is considered retro, wow. yeah. Wow, I think that's the, not old yeah, at all. Yeah, the Wii. I mean, it's uh, how, how old is the Wii? Came out what in like two thousand twelve years old. Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking off my head, top of my head, two thousand eight was yeah. like the Wii heyday, probably. I think. I think once a console goes out of like, uh, once it stops being manufactured, and once people start to actively look for it, that's when it's retro. Once it once it becomes like a sought after item, as opposed to like a commercially available thing that you can just go and buy, you know. I think if you have to buy Either the thing on or eBay. Slush, one of them, yeah, one of them asked if if the N64 was retro. That came up 
last mm. week. And I, I wondered exactly where the line is because that is pretty old at this point. You know, yeah. that seems pretty clear that it qualifies. I would uh, say so. But, you know, I see people, yeah, just talking about games and just kind of wonder where you draw the line and, and when does it move up? Like at a certain point, something newer than the Wii is going to be retro. Right. I think what's I the mean, next console that's going to be become retro that isn't now? Uh, I'd say the PSP. Although I think the PSP came up for the Wii, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it did. I don't know. It did. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. I the mean, PSP if you consider the Wii ancient. retro currently, then the, the generation after that, you know, would be, well, I guess PS3 and 360 were all, that was that era. Man, I don't consider yeah. that retro. <laughs> I don't buy it. No. I, I, yeah. I, I think that's I too, too modern for. Yeah, it's still too I would new. say the generation also, before that, I would argue, is retro. PS2, GameCube. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dreamcast. That would be my line as of 2020. That's my that's Kevin's line for retro at 2020. You heard it here first, folks. That's it. Yeah, no, I, that's it. I, I I agree with that specifically because it's a lot harder to connect one of those consoles to a TV now. Because like the PS3 oh. and the 360, they had HDMI cables, so it's you know easier input. Whereas like a lot yeah. of those consoles, you need the what is it the I forgot the the yeah, AV cables. Yeah, 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 the RCA, um, where obviously you need either an old CRT TV um, or you need a HDTV that has that those components. But then again, if you plug it in, it's going to look like absolute shit because the resolution, it's all stretched out and ugly. Um, so I think I think once uh, once connectivity becomes a problem or to where it's something you actually have to like figure out, then it's retro because you're you're retroactively trying to put yourself in that space of just connecting this thing to play this game but it's a lot harder because you know the world has moved on from where those games were at in terms of how you can actually play them if that makes sense <laughs> that's a that's, fair. that's a really good answer I, f- I feel like we're really inside gaming right now we are inside <laughs> we really got deep <laughs> inside it now the question is how do we get out which uh, <laughs> how do, how do we get out? well what platform was super mario uh, super mario world on that was Super Nintendo. That was Super Nintendo because you made a video about that. And, and yes. I want to hit that because it elides into some of your music. That was, was that the first video game video that you did? Uh, I made a few. Um, I have a an old series that I used to do uh, where I just talk about video games. Super Mario World, that video was more of a, was a, more of a passion project for me because I love that game so much. Um, the Super Nintendo a love was, letter to that game. Yeah, exactly. Because the Super Nintendo was before my time. Um, so when I was born, my mom had that console and she had Super Mario World. So that was like my first video game. And I spent a lot of time playing that game. Uh, so Super Mario World is just fantastic. And it still holds up. Like you could still go back and play that game now. And it's still like looks beautiful, plays even better. It's just such such a good game. It's like the the staple video game, in my opinion. I agree. A really good element of that video was uh, was the song that you put in toward oh. the end. Yeah. And I want to ask you about that song. Um, sure. If you haven't seen the video, uh, I, I want to reinforce that the Create Unknown has a very deep appreciation for prose and poetry. That I'd like to think that both Kevin and I are are connoisseurs of language. Okay, uh, and, I, and I want you to keep that in mind as we examine some of the lyrics in your original song here. And for context, yeah. you are dressed as Mario yes. as this is happening. Right. 
Uh, and it goes, shut up, B. I'm not coming this time. You're constantly calling like a damn hotline. I'm done jumping hurdles for a B in pink. And I'll let King Koopa put a pipe in your stink. Won't bother saying, let's a go. Because this time I ain't leaving home. Beat my salami to Daisy Triple X. Because I'm well aware you ain't offering sex. It's a me, hose mad. It's a me, hose mad. Uh, well, first, I've never had my, uh, I've never had one of my songs uh, in in that that kind of format where it's read like very Ben Shapiro, uh, wet ass p word style. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, like slam poetry, <laughs> right? And it's funny. Can, can when you I, explain when I hear the degeneracy like behind it's... these these bars? You want me to explain the 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 what <laughs> the, the process? The degeneracy behind these bars. Oh man! Well, uh, you know, I, I I think it's a very. It's an awesome song. We'll put it timestamp <laughs> well, in you. the description so that everybody can get straight to it and hear it because it's it's funny as hell. It's really really good. It's such a good <laughs> segment in that video. Oh well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think the the song, you know, very speaks to where we are as a society. You know, we're we're jumping through hurdles for a B in pink, but uh, sometimes she just doesn't want to, you know, offer up that uh that you know what what some guys look for and why they turn to fetish wrestling. Um, it, it's more it's more <laughs> oh, of a staple God. in our society of where we are as a culture, right? And I, I don't even, I don't even know. I'm just talking out of my ass. It's a song about Mario wanting wanting to get his his uh. His little, his little wiener sucked by the princess. <laughs> there seems to be disappointment on both sides. I have a feeling reading through that, that stanza that Mario is upset. Yeah. That she's probably annoyed and upset as well. So I feel right. like you've, you've captured the frustration of our times. Exactly. In, in this song. And modern day relationships. Song, are they? No. Of course not. No, nobody's ever happy in the, oh, the world grim. of of Mario. <laughs> Mario, how do you like doing music compared to doing uh, videos? Are you, do you ever think about doing music? You know, more putting um, more effort into that. I mean, I have thought about it, right? Because, uh, like, I, growing up, I was uh, I was in like bands and stuff. Um, you know, I, I was super big into like hardcore music. Never really got into like rap or anything like that. Really, I only started doing it ironically as they say it it's you know i would just do it as a joke i thought it was really funny um yeah i mean as far as like doing that i don't know i, I feel like it's so hard to to make music um like i have so much respect for people who can actually like make a beat because so I've, I've made a few um and it's incredibly hard and i feel like you need like a whole nother level of inspiration to make music because it is so goddamn hard um so i don't know i, I want to say that that's in my uh, my wheelhouse but i'd rather do that than make videos um I, I, I love doing both i like uh, incorporating the two i think that's a lot of fun well before we uh move on to questions from um our our patrons i just wanted to tell a quick super nintendo story oh two actually first well first is just a comment that after watching your video <laughs> how many about do you have <laughs> i have a comment and then i have uh, a story so I actually have no okay. questions, but we'll we'll get to our patrons' questions, and th they'll take care of that uh, on my behalf. The comment is that after watching your video where you talked about how great the sound design in Super Mario World is, um, 
I started playing it again. I took out the oh. the SNES classic that I have out of the closet and nice. uh, fired it up because because you're right. That game holds up in a way that that really very few I think games that old at this point yeah. do. Where I I feel like you could hand Super Mario World to any kid who's into Fall Guys and 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 Fortnite and they would have a lot of fun with it. The uh the story that I have is that. When the Super Nintendo first came out, I was six years old and a, f- a friend of my older brother's uh, brother had a Super Nintendo. So he brought it over and for some reason, you know, I was probably losing at Super Mario World or whatever game we were playing. And I was, you know, airing my frustrations and my grievances as a, as a six-year-old brat. And he convinced me that part of the new technology of Super Nintendo was that it has a microphone that listens to you and will alter the gameplay depending on the things that you say. So if you're mad and mean to the game, the Super Nintendo will know and it will punish you. So do not be mad and do not be mean while playing your Super Nintendo. So just let that be a lesson. And did you believe... It's like Elf on a Shelf style. (laughs) It is. I was six. Did, did, it worked. <laughs> I feel like that. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely uh, some stuff I would tell my my little brother uh, <laughs> growing up. Just some bullshit lie, just to to make that make him behave. <laughs> so Stop funny. being annoying. Yeah, the, the video game doesn't like it. <laughs> oh man. So, are we Matt, do we, have uh, are we ready for questions then? Yeah, let's yeah, we them. have a lot actually. Some, really? Uh, this is okay. this is what I'm talking about. Like the wild popularity of the Doplex. Man, in was, all facets. I was not the expecting that questions. Wow, cool. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, we have as many questions that that popped in uh, as we did for iDubs. Oh. So we're gonna have to machine gun these. Wow. Uh, the first one though is is that we were unable to secure a sponsor for this episode uh, in time for production. So that means we need you to invent a sponsor right now and, and do just a real quick, like one line ad read for us. Okay. Um, Hey everybody. Today's episode is sponsored by Doplex scissors. Uh, Get your own scissors at doplex.com slash TCU and get your own scissors that will cut anything from Ball hair to uh, unwanted uh, foreskin. So you can do your own at-home circumcisions with uh, these scissors. And the pack includes the, these scissors and these uh, a little bag of screws. Um, what you do with it is you... Uh, so after you make the incision, you just screw it back together. And then the wound heals itself. Thank you, Doplex Scissors, for sponsoring today's episode. Is that good? You can use code create. Use code yes, create. Use code create when you place your orders. Okay, I said I said slash TCU. We'll <laughs> so I was hoping that was uh, that was enough. Oh, that's good. Keep it simple, though. That's yeah. good. Yeah. You know, some people have a code. Some people just have so, a URL. <laughs> uh, reactions in episode chat include that was absolutely vile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say oh, I, was, yeah. I was I was thinking you know you'd start off with something simple like cut a piece of paper, right. uh, but not go straight for. Like, you know, genitalia, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. here we yeah, are. The, the, that's, it was wholesome. That's where my mind goes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So the Kino Corner asks, how was it being in a leafy video? Oh, man. Uh, it was a what surprise. Was like? It was definitely a shock to wake up and see a lot of people saying, oh, you're in a leafy video. Um, my first instinct was fear, uh, like a, 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 <laughs> a deer that's about to get eaten, right? I'm like, fuck. Um, but then I saw it and I'm like, yeah, this is this is dumb. It's pointless. It's <laughs> old news. But it was cool. I will say that. It was actually really cool just to um have a, have experienced being under fire in such a big uh big spotlight, you know? Uh just like a, a very big prolific creator roasting me. Um <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. It was really a really interesting experience. But you lived through it. I lived you through it. You got through the roast. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm still here today. Haven't uh, haven't used these uh, doplex scissors to uh, you know self mutilate, uh, code create. By the way, <laughs> but you could if you wanted to. I could, I could. They are very easily accessible. <laughs> we will out of, out of human necessity swing this back to a wholesome question. Okay. Favorite game. This is from Chinchilla. Oh, favorite game, man. That's a it's kind of a hard one because like I feel like I have so many. Um, it's like very like solid games that I could just always kind of play. Um, man, favorite game. Well, my favorite game franchise is Resident Evil. So anything Resident Evil, I'm uh, all about. Big fan. Like zombies. Like uh, like the spooky stuff. That's cool. And on gaming, still uh, going back to your Mario song, mm. your Mario song. Is Mario in the song familiar with Bowsette? Oh, um, maybe, uh, maybe need to make a sequel, uh, directed towards Bowsette because no, Bowsette was not on that Mario's mind, unfortunately. I can see that <laughs> universe Bowsette? getting extended. There's a lot to unpack. Right. Yeah. There's a Bowsette. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So uh, what is it when, uh, it's like the, the Toadette crown. I forgot the lore behind it, but it's basically like a sexy Bowser, uh, who looks like Is this Peach, in a game or is this like fan service? I think it was like fan art or something. <laughs> it's like, it's, I don't know, people <laughs> okay. like drew. It made the rounds though. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I just posted in the chat. I think I remember this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just popped For in episode some, chat. some reason I thought it was a game thing, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's some very I'm weird. Puff says Bowsette, the lewd queen of the weebs. <laughs> yeah. Some nice That's slimy right. fan yeah, art. So I can see. Internet thing. Oh yeah. It was a simpler time. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Marco wants to know if uh, that's a Roland keyboard in the back behind you. Oh, no, that's so a... the people who are listening on audio and not seeing the amazing spread that Doplex has. It's got a bunch of cool stuff back there. It's a, it's a, a bunch of uh, it's a bunch of stuff uh, that I don't typically use. Uh, it's like you know when you when you buy something, you're like, I'm going to use this thing, but then you don't use it as much as you thought you would. Uh, that's why I got a lot of stuff back there, uh, but no, it's just a it's a Casio. It's a cool little cool little Casio that that uh, I've yet to get a stand for, so I can actually learn how to play the damn thing. Uh, but right now, it's just a it's on display. <laughs> What's the biggest did... regret in the background? The biggest. Oh, regret. sorry, Kevin. <laughs> what did oh. you say? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I just before... wondered. Like, you're like, what? What do you look back and wonder? Yeah. I was going to uh, say, before you get to the biggest regret, obviously the most prized possession are the Mortal Kombat paper cuts. Yes. My wife made for you. Yes, she did. That you have on your Mortal Kombat 2 Oh, cabinet. those are in the back. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, 
I, I love those things, by the way. Um, for a while, they were above my record player. Um, but I'm like in the, the process of kind of like moving stuff around in my office. And I thought they would just look beautiful there. And they do. I think they, they fit perfect. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you uh, you noticed those. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great to see. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell your tell your wife again. She does amazing work. It's fantastic. I will. <laughs> And what was Dojangles, the oh. queen of medicine? Was that what you called her? Yes, the queen of, of modern medicine. Yeah, the, the queen of modern medicine. She's working on a cure right now for all of us. Thank God. She asks, ear juice to when? Oh, uh, well, I do have, I'd say it's like about halfway done. Um, I have like a lot of like just music that I haven't released. Um, it's just been like sitting on my computer and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this yet because I don't have enough to make like a full on album. Um, so I don't know, probably uh, sometime this year, maybe just whenever it's, it's done, but there is, I do have music that is done. Uh, just a lot of stupid stuff I've made over the past year since the last album. Well, Puff has a music question as well. Yeah. Um, what's your, <laughs> so, so he's, he's uh, mixed some things together today, which he calls Tabor wave. And let oh. me tell you this, this genre is about to explode. I like the uh, name Just a couple clips from, yeah, it's, it's good. There's a, a lot of thumping and bumping mm. in these songs. Very, uh, let's see, I, I don't know exactly which words to describe it. Is it, is it a dubstep kind of thing? Um, it's very, very far from what I normally listen to, so I don't uh. know exactly how to label it. But uh, he said, what's, what's your opinion on fan-made music that you know basically butchers, butchers one's, one's content, content but <laughs> yeah uh, uh but what's that like have has there been any like derivative stuff from the doplex channel that anybody's done um let's see I'm trying to think i, I guess I, i'm having a hard time understanding um so fan-made music that butchers one's content Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, that was a highly specific reference by him. But like, would you want people to take something like that Mario song mm. and and take their own direction oh, to it? Yeah. You know, just like do whatever they want with it. Yeah, I would. I would love that. Somebody did that. That'd be so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be sweet. I uh, hope some of the people listening especially in the episode chat right now are taking this as a challenge Yes, because we have a lot, a lot of talented music people uh, listen to the create unknown. And I, I just, yeah, we already have challenge accepted popping into the chat. So awesome. that's cool. Yeah. If I can get a, we may a very well have remix. remixes coming up. Yeah. I want to, I want a Tabor wave remix to any one of my songs, <laughs> please. I was going to say that, that. Yeah. Matt should, should record your, you should record your, <laughs> your slam yeah. poetry version <laughs> right. of the lyrics. Yes. Uh, as part of this challenge, <laughs> that would be yeah, that'd and be we awesome. Share it for everyone. <laughs> Just him yeah, reading awesome. it out word for uh, word. This has to happen. It it needs to happen. One thing we didn't really touch on was Naked Man. Oh, and uh, I think we need to know a little bit about Naked Man before we we get to the question here. Sure. How did that happen? How did Naked Man come into your life? Uh, so I found him in a garage. Uh, <laughs> he was, he was alone and he was hungry. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the first time I actually used him in a video was like for a collab that never happened. Um, yeah, it was like for, uh, 
one of my friends, he was making a video and I was like, oh, can I try this thing? He's like, yeah, sure. And like the video never happened. Like he never ended up making the video, um, but I filmed it and it was there. Um, and it was just like one of those things that just like I started doing it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny, but also kind of stupid. It's like a lot of other people have like an inanimate object they talk to just for the sake of like banter, just synthetic, completely artificial banter. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I feel like uh, he's just kind of become my roommate now. You know, he just uh, sleeps on the couch, eats all the food, fucking hate him. Every every morning I stick his head in the toilet and I I got to remind him who's boss because I feel like he's getting a little too comfortable. Do you know enough about him to replace him? Like if you wanted another naked man, if you mm. wanted naked twins, would you be able to do it? He does have a cousin uh, that was given to me by oh. uh, one of my friends, Trevor, from the Bleach Boys. Uh, I went over to his house and he actually gave me another puppet um, that looks just like Naked Man, but he's wearing a jacket. So he's not naked. He's he's a clothed version of Naked Man. Um, he's also in my closet. They uh, they sleep together. It's a little weird because they're related, but uh, you know, just like fetish wrestling, do not judge. What's that? Is it removable? It is removable, but he, he refuses off? to take it off. He refuses to take it off. His name is Jacket Man because he doesn't take it off. It never comes off. <laughs> Legend has it he has right. a huge. Don't you penis. wonder what's under the jacket though? No, because he he exposes himself. Uh, you know. All the time. It's like, dude, put that thing away. I don't want to see it. <laughs> God. So he's like one of those trench coat flashers, right? I know. Wow. Yeah. Why are you like this? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, you, you can't, you can't uh, exactly choose your circle of friends, you know? And unfortunately, all my friends are puppets. Oh, th- th- there he is. Uh, somebody just, uh, <laughs> Turn your fifteen dollar puppet to a hundred and fifty dollar puppet. <laughs> yep that that's uh that, that's it that's jacket man right there. <laughs> well, naked man is like I've I've really looked forward to like waiting for when and how naked man is going to pop in and that you used him for uh, the shirts that you made. Yes, and again, if you're listening on audio, <laughs> which many of you will be later on, uh, I'm I'm wearing the Doplex shirt that I got that has naked man. A little bust of naked uh, up on the up on the chest, drawn by yours. And he's truly. awesome. Is he is he going to get his? Oh, you drew naked man. Uh, yeah, uh, for the, you did, made the art for this. Yeah, well, I, I, it was a bit of a trace because I'm not an artist. Uh, but you know, I, I took my own liberties. I, I traced it, just colored it. <laughs> um, do I have any plans for for naked man? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, is naked man going to to get his own proper presence? Yeah. Uh, you know, he he might. Who knows? Maybe he'll uh, kill me in my sleep and then uh, take over. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's always talking about how he wants more responsibilities. Um, and I've, I've caught him at the foot of my bed, just staring with a kitchen knife in his hand. So, who, who knows? Who knows uh, what the future holds? <laughs> I might have said too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so uh, dumb. <laughs> base weight. <laughs> <laughs> Base. Speaking of roommates, um, I know you have a bad one in Naked Man, and Dojangles is saying in chat too that Naked Man owes child support, that he's a deadbeat, and mm. that her naked children are starving. So, oh yeah, you may have to. We may have a legal obligation actually yeah. to to send her your address to come to so get him. He can yeah. be served properly. Yeah, no, I I agree. He's he's yeah. been in hiding. Uh, he's mentioned children. Um, I wasn't aware of uh of of his secret life but uh that explains a lot 
Uh, that's why he uh, always answers the door with a loaded pistol. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get that uh, <laughs> that uh, notice to appear to him ASAP. <laughs> well, the bad roommate is is actually uh, Baseweight's question. Um, he's just on his way out too, so I wanted to bump it up. Um, Baseweight wants to know what it's like, what it was like to live with Harvey Weinstein, and why didn't you just take the money? Um. Well, he's uh. You know, he's he's definitely a nuisance. Um, we've since gotten rid of him, uh, had to call, you know, pest control, just sprayed some gas and he left. Um, it was uh, some gas that basically gave the uh, person inhaling it immediate erectile dysfunction. He, he wanted nothing to do with it. So he uh, jumped off the balcony and uh, went immediately to prison. Um, and why didn't I take the money? Oh, I did. Uh, I got it right here, actually. Um, took it all from his, his collar. So the big old stack of uh, Harvey Weinstein got that, that dirty blood money. It's it's fake, by the way. This is real. <laughs> no wonder only it's only fifty cents. To, <laughs> the one dollar bill is real. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, I mean you can do fifty cents on on Patreon for crazy stuff when you've got stacks like that. Exactly. Doesn't matter where the money came from. It all spends the same. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of money. Internet Unwind wants to know what's the most men- money that you've spent on a single video. Uh, I got I got to think about this one. I would say probably the ramen video. Um, just because I had to buy a bunch of ramen. <laughs> um, no, that that's how much wrong. ramen did you buy? I bought a lot, and the thing is, I don't eat ramen, but like I had a lot of plans for like to use all this ramen, so I bought like cases of ramen, right? And uh, I ended up like throwing most of it away when i moved but i i wanted to i I want to do a bunch of stuff with like just a bunch of ramen um i don't remember how much i spent but i definitely bought a lot of ramen and uh if you buy it by the 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 packs like the cases it does get expensive (laughs) for that uh what what was the plan were you going to bathe in the ramen you're going to dump like a bucket of ramen on your head or or what i wanted to what was all this ramen for i wanted to fix my car with ramen uh because it was for that uh i don't know if you remember like (laughs) When people were fixing things with ramen noodles, like, you know, like you get like the people with like a chair with a hole like in it. Furniture and stuff. What's that? Yeah. Oh, they would, they would put like super Yeah, like furniture. I saw a bunch of those. Yeah. So right. I have a, I have a little bit of a damage on my car uh, from when a homeless person had uh, hit my car with something. Uh, so I have just some damage that I wanted to fix it with ramen. But in the video, I ended up not doing that. I just ended up like taping ramen to it. And this is a really half-assed uh, bit. So yeah, ramen, <laughs> top ramen. And it, w- did we get a, an actual dollar amount on on the total on that? Oh, I don't remember those forever ago. We get an estimate. I, I think I, I'm sure there are other times where I've spent a lot of money. That's just like the thing that's coming to to my mind. Because the thing is, like, if I do spend money on a video, it's like just for like very like props and you know just like things I need. Like I have like fake guns, fake knives, that money. <laughs> I have a closet um, in my office. It's like I can't even walk in there because there's just so much shit. It's just like there's like alien heads and like a trunk filled with costumes. And it's a lot of stuff. And um, it's a lot of a lot of crap that I'll literally use for a video and then never use again. It's all going to be evidence at a trial one day, isn't it? Yeah, probably. I feel like if somebody (laughs) were to to search this office, they'd just be like, like if I ever like died in like a freak accident they like had to come and like look at my belongings to figure out what's going on i feel like they would probably not like understand because i remember i when i had that mannequin um at my old apartment uh 
the mannequin was like it was it was in front of the window and one day i had opened the blinds uh it's like open my window and directly across was my neighbor who had their blinds open it was this like old woman she looked across and she just saw me standing there with a naked mannequin and <laughs> i imagine like just that scene of making eye contact i'm standing next to a naked mannequin i, I feel like it, it would definitely <laughs> drive some questions um god i don't even know where i was going with that we we we're actually getting a late one from uh, James, who we mentioned earlier, oh. has popped in finally. Oh, cool! And he's he wanted to know if uh, Oni did a voice in one of your videos. Is he recalling that right? Uh, no, I wish Chris O'Neill. I'm a huge Oni no, fan. He's, he's making it up. He's fibbing. Oh, uh, who's uh who's Captain Dickhead? James has fibbed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. Who's Captain Dickhead? <laughs> I was hoping you know. <laughs> and, uh, kudos says uh, TTS voice. Oh. Yeah, when I saw the, the Captain Dickhead thing, I thought, ah, uh, I thought I'd seen all your videos, but maybe there's one I missed. I hope he knows what this is. Yeah, I I, I definitely have not had a Oni and G do any voices for my videos. Um, I, I fucking wish. God, that'd be amazing. But no, sorry, uh, sorry, we James, for letting Twitter you down. Make it happen. It was, uh, it was just Captain Dickhead, the... <laughs> well, when he does, it's going to have to be Captain Dickhead, isn't it? Right. <laughs> uh, Lars from the first podcast, which it's a great podcast. Great podcast. Uh, Kevin and I were on some time ago. Uh -oh. You were on pretty recently. Yeah. Uh, was that about a month ago? Does uh, that sound right? Uh, July? I think so. I, I went on there like twice within like a couple weeks span. Um, one without Jay yeah, Aubrey. You were on with Jay Aubrey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, well, he actually had two questions. Oh. The first one is, does Doplex have any potential new podcast projects to talk about? Oh. And his second question, which he actually didn't type it, but I assume he's asking it. Why is the Create Unknown so much better than the first podcast? <laughs> which one would you like me, like me to answer first? That's a real question. You can skip the second one. Oh, okay. right. you, you can just stick to the first question, I suppose. Right. Um, well, uh, I don't know if, if uh, Lars wants me to talk about it or not. I don't know if I can. But uh, we're uh, we're in talks of. Uh... He asked the question. Oh, yeah. We can we can cut anything out. Oh, by the way. okay, cool. So if if you regret your answer, either of you, right, we, the masses won't hear. Okay, it. great. He says, "Sure, go for it." In the chat, sweet, by the way. beautiful. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I'm gonna be him and I are gonna be talking tomorrow about uh possibly me maybe possibly doing a little bit of a co-hosting thing uh for the first podcast. So that'll be that'll be cool, It'll be awesome. Um, because uh, I know uh. That seems like a pretty good fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the first podcast. Uh, you know, it's a great podcast. Um, you know, just as good as TCU, Lars. Don't want don't want to you know make anyone upset here. Uh, don't want to burn any bridges. You know, so I, I love my boys in the Create Unknown, and I love you. So I don't want to you know I don't want to cross any wires, cross any streams. You know, we're we're all we're all pissing out of our dicks, and I don't and want any of the streams to cross. So they all go straight into the the, the trough. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put uh both actually are both of those episodes out now i know one of them is uh yeah yeah they, they yeah they're they should be out oh okay. yeah no they are out yeah lars says yes so yeah we can pop both of those links in the description then as well so that if if you didn't get enough doplex right now oh you you can go there and get more you can get a lot more doplex and potentially in the future regular doplex Ooh. Episode after episode. Mm. That's, that's, that sounds like a possibility for us, doesn't 
Yeah. It also sounds like some sort of um, um, like digestive aid, like stay regular with Doplex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually going to say. Where did that name come from, by the way? Doplex? Where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a dumb story, but pretty much. So like my my channel used to be it was like a it was a, a two parter. Right. So there were, there were two of us. It was me and my buddy Raph. Uh, we started the channel together and we made like really stupid, like sketch comedy videos. Um, so he, it, his idea was like, let's think of something that means two. So like duplex. Right. But it's dope. It was like the yeah. stupidest fucking thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, so it just kind of like I just kind of kept it because I'm like, it kind of sounds cool. Like, you know, outside of that context, it sounds kind of cool. But like once you hear it, it's like, oh, that's lame. Um, but yeah, just, I, I took too long to like think of a new name. I'm just like, I'm just going to go with Doplex. I'm just going to drop the TV and just keep Doplex. So that's how that happened. It's a solid name. Oh, well, thank you. I like it. Like it's, it's short, it's unique, but it's unique and easy to spell. And that's a hard, that's a pretty hard combo. Like you can come up with anything that sounds quirky and cool. Right. But making sure everybody can spell it is not easy. Yeah. But so pr- it's pronouncing there's it. There's a fair bit of genius baked into that. Pronouncing it is a whole nother ball game. Let me tell you, a lot of people, especially like British people say Doplex. What Doplex's. pronunciations do you get? Uh, I, I get a lot of Doplex. Really? Yeah. Doplex. What similar word would you pronounce that way though? Like that's, that's what I can't understand is what leads you to look at that and think Doplex is a possibility. Yeah. I, I've always wondered that too. Doppler. Maybe, maybe Doppler. That's what Lars says, Doppler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that, Doppler again, that's two P's. Yeah, two say, P's, yeah. The P is the difference. Right. You got two P's. I'll go with Dop. One yeah. P. That's dope. That's dope. Seems like a simple but yeah, you wouldn't uh, say rule to live by. Suplex. Would you? Like nobody <laughs> Suplex. Like everybody knows duplex and suplex right. and that whatever vowel is coming before the P here is going to be long. Like that has to be obvious. I'm blown away that somebody could look this look at this and say, "Oh, I I like that Doplex's videos." Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, how they but, talk. But I mean, you'd be surprised how often it happens. <laughs> like it, it happens so often to now, like whenever, whenever I'm like interacting with somebody for the first time, we're like, you know, if, if I'm like, if I'm like hopping into like a live stream, just like in chat, my first instinct is like, how are they going to pronounce it? Are they going to say Doplex or are they going to be smart and say Doplex? Nine out of 10 times, they always say Doplex and I don't get it. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand how you, Wow, it's uh, it's, it's weird. Maybe I should just add an H in there. So it's like a Homer Simpson doe or, or doe jangles at an E. There you go. Yeah. Then it would be clear. Yeah. Dadplex internet. And one says, I like dadplex. I do like dadplex. You know, if, if you hit a point where you had, where you had a mini plex, you would, it would be legitimate to change your name to dadplex at that point. That's true. And I would, uh, 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 pass off the torch. If I ever have a, a little, uh, boy or girl, you're, you're, you are doplex now. <laughs> I'm now dadplex. It's uh, that's how it goes in this household. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that with my dog. <laughs> I'll give I'll give my dog the 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 moniker, the handle. Dogplex. Well, why can't your dog yeah, be dogplex oh, exactly? Dude. Yeah. I, I like that. All right, okay. We're we're going with that. He he is now dogplex. I feel like I should bring him on more. I don't even know where he is. He's out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is that wraps up. That wraps up our questions. Awesome. Uh, Kevin, did you have another one or or what? I do. I have uh, one final important question that um, we always have to ask all, all of our guests. It's very, uh, very serious. Um, it's very, yeah. very personal. I know it's, it's coming. something that 
you know, I think that <laughs> um, you might be afraid to share, but, you know, we're all about breaking breaking boundaries here at of the course. Create Unknown. Uh, so, so You're you know, without here. further... This is a safe space. Right. It is. Yeah. It's just us and our patrons and all of our listeners. And uh, <laughs> the question is, Doplex, what is your fursona? My fursona? Well, I've thought about this <clears throat> for a long time. And I would definitely be a ferret with a turtle shell. Ooh. Ooh. And... Wow. Uh, flippers. This is good. <laughs> so are the are the flippers like feet flippers or like little little like side flippers? Oh uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say feet flippers just so I can. Or are they all flippers? Oh yeah, all all flippers. All of my uh, <laughs> my my hands, my legs, everything is just flippers. So I'm just this uh, abomination. <laughs> um, oh, I, I like that that second image. That's uh, I, I could see myself being that with a turtle shell. <laughs> And what function does the shell have? I mean, of all the things that could combine with a ferret, how do you land on a shell? It's bulletproof. So that way, if I ever get caught slipping and somebody tries to shoot me, um, I have a protective uh, force field, essentially, around my body and all my uh, important organs. Um, So I'm, I'm thinking tactically here. Yeah, tactical flippers. <laughs> yeah, tactical <laughs> flippers in a, in, a, in a tortoise shell. Do you have an offense, by the way? Because the shell is defense, but, oh, but what's your... my offense. How do you fight back? Uh, Probably something simple, like just a, a pistol, you know? <laughs> just, yeah. Just a pistol. Um, Just always, it, it's always concealed. So just a ferret with... Yeah, just a ferret with a gun and a turtle shell. In the shell then. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that good? Yeah. With flippers. Do, do, you guys, do you guys rate personas? Like, how would you rate mine? That's good. It's good. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's about as yes. as different as we've as we've heard to awesome. date. So I like it. I like it very much. Beautiful. Thank you. Isaac, who's who's resident furry expert, says high on the scale. Oh. And I, I would agree. In terms of uniqueness and originality, like combining the the couple animals like that is is next level. Yeah. So well, thank you. You get serious points on that. Only missing a color scheme or yeah, oh, get... color scheme. Oh. Isaac says, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I do like the, the... I didn't think about fur color. I like the, the turquoise, the purples, uh, you know, the pinks. I'm a big fan of those. I'd say like a nice, a nice like baby blue uh, turtle shell. My, yeah. my fur is like maybe a nice like ombre with like, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a, little, little, a couple streaks of like pink in there, you know? And my, my gun is like uh, like diamond blue. So I spent a lot of money on, on this thing. On on that blicky, <laughs> how's that, Isaac? <laughs> yeah, oh, like Minecraft good. diamond. It's got to be exactly. ten out of ten. <laughs> Read my mind. I didn't even know ombre it's was a color. Perfect, ten out of ten. <laughs> I thought that was just like a friend in Spanish. Oh yeah. Oh no, that's ombre. That's <laughs> isn't that's that the fade? Isn't oh, that that's the fade om- between ombre. Ombre is the the fade. Is, is that how you describe yeah. it? Like the fade on colors. It's kind of like a gradient, you know. It's like where it goes from yeah, like, like red it. to brown. That's, That's good. It's like a, a nice little soft change. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like it very It's much. very satisfying. And now now my life goal is to to make that a reality, you know? Maybe uh maybe I don't know how far science is. I don't know if they could transport my brain into a ferret and surgically install a tortoise shell. That'd be cool. Probably we'll get there. Yeah. I'm sure. Just have faith. Yeah. I, it sounds easy to right. me. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we have your persona, 
I would love to thank you for joining us, Doplex. Thank you to all of our patrons for hanging out with us this whole time. If you want to hang out with us during every single conversation we have here on The Create Unknown, then just become a patron at patreon.com slash thecreateunknown. Become a, a $2 tot like uh, Internet Unwind, our latest $2 tot. Shout Ooh. out to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you, always Jake. remember, and, and what was that? Hmm? Oh, I said thank you, Jake, to uh, Internet Unwind. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Thank yeah. you, Jake. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for supporting the show and hanging out with us. Uh, always remember to make something. Always remember that that will help you mean something. And until next time, we will see you, Space Cowboys. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.